What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow us, and don't forget to share this with a friend. This month, we're talking about our new series called Realign, and we believe that if we were to realign ourselves with God and His will, that God is going to do some amazing things. How do we do that, though? That's what we're going to talk about today in today's episode. God bless you guys. What is up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Ecast. This month, our series is called Realign, and we're talking about realigning with who God is, with um, uh, with our beliefs. Um, we talked about that for the very first podcast. First podcast that our beliefs need to be in line with who God is. Right? We need to believe. Um, and who God is. And that causes us to really understand who we are um, as a people and that as a people of God, we should be repentant people. Um, I guess the proper word would be penitent people um, who acknowledge their sinfulness, seek forgiveness from God, but also seek to forgive those who've sinned against them. That is the characteristics of a Christian, forgiving people. And when we forgive, we'll see God move powerfully through our lives. And now we're gonna be talking today about the, our next topic, which is dependence, right? So we've got belief, repentance, and now today we're talking about dependence on God. So what does that look like and what does this have to do with realigning ourselves with God? Yeah, well, realigning ourselves with God is really dependence itself right right that's the conclusion that we came to that in order to realign ourselves with god we need to realize that we're dependent upon him Mm -hmm. and if we go back to isaiah 6 again remember that this story is the is the thing that we want to start off with every podcast so that we can kind of gather from it what exactly the story of isaiah is trying to tell us right right so isaiah 6 5 and i said woe is me for i am lost for i am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in um, the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts so again back to him talking about he's a sinner now we want to talk about dependence right. right and how as sinners we have a dependence on god correct um if we kind of talk about dependence a little more we realize that dependence comes with humility right yeah um and so in in this moment he has a very humbling experience mm-hmm. with God. He sees the glory of God and has no other reaction other than to say, woe is me, you know, cursed. I am cursed because my eyes have have gazed upon the glory of God and I am not a good person. What a humble approach to seeing God, right? And, um, you know, he he here is showing great humility and we understand that humility is such an important concept in the bible um even in the life of our savior jesus christ who is by far obviously the most humble person uh, to walk the planet um but um i know we had a philippians 2 8 right philippians 2 8 says and being found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross the most humiliating way to die and something that i want to bring up that you said that even our savior is willing to humble himself the god of the universe mm-hmm. is willing to humble himself and i immediately think of psalm yeah what is man that you are mindful of him like mm-hmm. how deserving are we of your humbleness mm-hmm. right that god is willing to step down mm-hmm. as a man right be born in a manger in nazareth mm-hmm. of all places yeah. right that is humility 
at its finest, right? And mm-hmm. it's something that no human can ever mock because we can't cross dimensions, right? To, right. to show that humility, but um, God is willing to do it, mm-hmm. and He expects us to show it ourselves, right? right? Correct. Philippians three four through eight. This is Paul again, and we had brought this up before in the first podcast of this month, where you were talking about how Paul says, "I count it all." as loss yeah right and Mm -hmm. and now we're going to talk about paul's status Mm -hmm. right so this is what paul says in philippians chapter 3 verses 4 through 8 though i myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh i have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of israel of the tribe of benjamin a hebrew of hebrews as to law a pharisee as to zeal a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law blameless but whatever i gain but whatever gain i had i counted all as loss for the sake of christ indeed i count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing christ jesus my lord for his sake i have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that i may gain christ Mm. right so we see humility being displayed and paul showing what isaiah is also showing this dependence on god he's like look at i he even brings it up again like as to zeal i persecuted the church i chased them down Mm -hmm. right that's how zealous i was for the law i'm a hebrew of hebrew of the tribe of benjamin right i have the most to boast about right in terms of flesh but i count it all as loss it all means nothing anything that i had gained yeah i i count it yeah and we see that that this is a, a a a an experience that not just people have but even if you go back to Isaiah, we look at the seraphim, these creatures that are in the, the throne room of God, then they, they're creatures, right? So think think animals, right? All of us have seen animals. Animals have certain characteristics and tendencies and they have um, instincts, right? And their instincts tell them to do certain things, right? And so like animals will often, like a dog, for example, when he's scared, he tucks his tail between his legs to show that he is in fear of you um and then oftentimes dogs will lick um the the hands of their masters trying to seek for approval my dog uh he doesn't even he won't even go near his food unless i let him right he he always come to me and he'll just you know he start making these like little noises and i'm like yo what is wrong with this guy and i'm like oh i'm so sorry and he and i have to pray for his food i taught him how to how to how not to eat unless i prayed for the food first so it's oh, a cool dope. little trick yeah it's a fun trick um but it's annoying because then i sometimes i'll, I'll walk away and i'm like i'm sorry I forgot to pray so i gotta pray every single time but anyways when we look at the seraphim though these creatures that are in the throne room of god even they instinctually humble themselves in the presence of god seraphim are the holiest of all angelic creatures they are the the creatures that fly in the closest proximity to god they're in his throne room and the and the bible says that they don't just fly in the presence of god they have six wings and so why would an animal have six wings and so there are a lot of scientific people out there that would say this is some kind of natural adaptation or rather i would say this is what god created them with god created them with six wings because they can't even fly in the presence of god with with just two why they need two to cover their face and two to cover their feet the reason they cover their face is because not even the holiest of of all angelic creatures will look upon the glory of god number one number two they cover their feet because feet are a symbol that you're a created thing every creature that exists has some type of feet 
right? Um, including um, including fish have fins that help them to navigate through the waters. Almost every creature has some type of um, of, of feet that get them around places. Even even worms have these tiny little things that come out from their sides, these like little hairs and things like that. Um, and so, uh, except for the serpent, which is pretty interesting. Um, but um, we we have all of these creatures that have feet and they cover their feet to acknowledge I am a created thing. Um, this is what humility looks like, humbling yourself before God. So the question is, why do we do it? Yeah, why be humble? In why the be first humble? Place? Um, in order for us to be to, to kneel before God, we must be willing to lower ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, in taking the posture of humility, we allow God to take the throne mm-hmm. and be in control. Because either we allow God to be in control or he will put himself in control right if we are unwilling to humble ourselves god will humble us Mm. and i'd much rather humble myself than be humbled right exactly be humble or be humbled yes yeah um and we see that a a, a lot in the bible again if we go to the story of jonah right jonah thinks that he can get away from god he doesn't want to do what he is saying so then what happens he sends a big fish (laughs) to come and swallow him right and it's yeah fish uh, he sends this massive fish to come and swallow him because he's not listening. He's like, okay, fine. If you don't want to listen, I'm going to get you here one way or another. So either everyone, including yourself on this boat dies or mm-hmm. you jump into the you jump into the water mm-hmm. and get swallowed. And that's exactly what happened. And then he spit out onto the shore of yep. Nineveh. He definitely humbles himself inside the fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if he wasn't humbled when he jumped in, he was humbled when he, he got out. He was humbled on the inside. Yeah, yeah. He, he was humbled uh, on the inside. So, um, yeah, and, and it's not it's not pretty. Um, no, we yeah. see God, we see like humbling, that, that being humbled in the Bible happen, and it's almost never like a pretty experience. No, yeah, because there's a massive difference, uh, for example, between Paul and Peter, their experience with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Paul, Peter experienced a miracle of God and then he humbled himself. Paul had a different experience. Paul had uh, a very crazy experience. We had talked about it before, mm-hmm. but now in terms of being hu- literally, I, I, I want to say humiliated, but not in a way that God is trying to laugh at you, but trying yes. to get you to understand. Well, you right? can't spell humiliation without humility. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a part of the word. Yeah. yeah. So Paul is humiliated. And he's humbled on the road to Damascus. Um, he was blinded by God, right? And why? Because he's persecuting Christians. So then, who does God send him to go be healed by? A Christian. A Christian. That's humbling. Ananias, I remember. Ananias. That. Yeah, he gets sent him to be healed by the very people that he's um, persecuting. A and then Christian. he becomes one. And then he becomes one. <laughs> so if that isn't literally the definition yeah. of being humbled. I yeah. don't know what is. And Jesus warned of this too, because he had like, he had been telling parables and stories. And he also said, this was a really fun one that I loved. I remember you brought this up and I was like, I love that story. Uh, but it's not really a story, but it's like advice, I guess. He says in Luke 14, eight through nine, when you're invited by somebody to a wedding feast, don't sit in the place of honor. Because if somebody more distinguished than you comes in, then he who invited you both will come and say to you, can you please give your place to this person? And then you will begin to walk, to take the walk of shame to the lowest place, but rather sit in the lowest place. And when you humble yourself, then he'll say, what are you sitting down here for? Come up and sit with me and you'll be exalted from a low place. Humble yourself and you'll be exalted. That's the teaching. But instead, 
I don't know how many times that, I, I know that's happened to me. We're at a birthday party. I say, hey, bro, you mind scooting down? So that this person could sit here and I'm like, yo, that's so embarrassing. This yo, is humiliating. And then I bro, go sit at the end of the table where nobody else is sitting and I'm we talking. Were, we were talking about that. It's like you said an Abner seat by accident. Abner, get out. What are you doing? That Abner seat. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. You know my that. bad. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> and right? and um, yeah, and it's like it's it's this understanding of like, man, if if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. But if you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. Yeah. Then you'll humble yourself. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Either way, your hum- God has your humility in mind. And sometimes he's going to put some humiliating circumstances to get you in line yeah. so that you can humble yourself. Yeah. Because humility, is, the reason why humility helps us realign with God is because humility is found in prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. And prayer is literally the one thing that a Christian needs yeah. the most. And you can't pray without being humble. So either you will be humbled or humble yourself. Yeah. Because humility will always be found in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer is the ultimate way for us to show our dependence on God. Right. Right. We you don't pray to God if you don't need anything yeah. from humble people don't well, pray. I, I, I don't need to, I'm not gonna <laughs> Prideful ask people you, don't right? need to pray. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to ask you for anything if I don't need right. anything from you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna ask you because then I'm just wasting your time and I'm right. wasting my time. Right. Yeah. But Prayer shows our dependence on God. So how often should we pray? Always. Pray without pray. ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. Never stop. Um, even Jesus, when he shows the disciples how to pray, what does he say? He says, give us today our daily bread. So even Jesus is saying, um, showing the dependence that we have on God, that he gives us our daily bread, yeah. right? That he sustains us through the day. And we were talking about I am bread. Remember mm-hmm. how we were talking before in last month's podcast? When he says, I am bread, we talked about because bread is sustaining, right? Right. And it sustains us. And that's exactly why we need to pray for him to give us our daily bread because we depend on him. Right. And that's that that's that's so important because the Bible says um, and prayer and humility fits hand in hand because the Bible says that God um, God rejects the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so humility is the ultimate posture because honestly, humility is kind of like a prerequisite to a lot of things like even even if you were to think and i'm not saying that this that in order to be saved you need to do this but i mean in a sense you kind of do because how can you even receive the gospel and understand jesus unless you're unless you've been humbled right and some of us get put through sometimes the word will hit our heart and it just humbles us in such a way that we're able to receive that word. But um, I, but humility takes a huge role in prayer. There was a story that Jesus told about the Pharisee and the tax collector. Um, and so it said to some who were confident in their own righteousness um, and looked down on everybody else. Jesus told them this parable that there were two men who went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, another a tax collector. Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, Rob evildoers, adulterers, even this tax collector. He literally points at the dude. And then 12, he uh, in verse 12, he says, I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of everything that I get. He starts bragging about his tithing. But then the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven, but he beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Even there, it's just saying like, God won't even answer your prayer if you're being prideful. God wants you to be humble in order to receive, um, in order to, to, to truly pray to him. Mm-hmm. There's that dependence on God that requires mm-hmm. humility. Yep. Um, 
Psalms 119 verse 9, my f- one of my favorite verses, <laughs> how can a young man keep his way pure by guarding it according to your word? Meaning that I can't, I can't align myself with you. I can't realign myself with you unless I use you as sustenance, mm-hmm. right? As I, unless I use you to sustain me, I can't do it. Um, so dependence, pure humility, that's what it needs. And it's what we all need if we want to realign ourselves with God. That's true. And Jesus even said it. If you want to enter the kingdom of God, you got to be like children. Most people interpret that to mean that we have to be pure and innocent like children. But I've, sometimes children I've, are the most. I've taught in elementary school. I know better. Um, but um, but I don't think that's really what he was going at. I think more so one thing that's true, whether you got a good kid or a bad kid, is that every kid is dependent on their parents. Mm-hmm. Kids are not independent. They have to rely on their mothers and their fathers to do things for them that they can no longer that they can't yet do. And there's a, something that happens when we become adults and we become self-sufficient and we, we no longer want to live underneath our parents' rules and our parents' household. And when I want to get out, I want to live on my own. Um, that a lot of times what happens when we do that is that we start being de- we stop being dependent on parents, but think we don't need to be dependent on God. Sure, you may have a job, but who do you think gave you that job? Sure, you'll be making a good paycheck, but who's the one who gave you that paycheck? The Lord give, the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. You never know what God has in store. The The most important thing is for us to be completely dependent on him. How do I show my dependence on God? You show it in your humility and the way that you handle yourself in your everyday life, that you're humble, that you're not a boastful person, that you don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. That's what the Bible teaches also in the book of Romans. Don't think more highly of yourself than you want but humble yourself and pray and seek the lord constantly it's the best way for us to show it it's even in philippians 4 6 through 7 don't be anxious about anything but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and then the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds in christ jesus and that's the importance of humility and prayer they are uh, the way that we show that we're dependent on God. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.